0: Let's all join together and pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you are our rock. You are our redeemer. Amen. The ad opens with a close-up of a young girl looking off into the distance. And then she starts to sing. Then it turns to a second person and they start to join in. Then a third and a fourth, and then the whole scene kind of pans back and you see that there is this group of young people standing on the side of a hill from all sorts of places, all sorts of cultures, and now they've all joined in. They're all singing together loudly and they're singing, I'd like to buy the world a home. I'd like to teach the world to sing. I'd like to buy the world a Coke and keep it company. It's the real thing. What the world needs is a Coke. Now, if you don't know that commercial, you can Google it later and you should. You should watch it for a second. But the company Coca Cola, with this commercial, they know that you know that the answer to the problems of the world isn't a soda? They know it. But I think that's what the genius of this ad really is. Because they do it in a way that isn't fake, that isn't this joking sort of thing, in a way that makes you start to wonder that maybe, just maybe, if you give somebody a Coke, that that can make the world into just a little bit better of a place. That maybe there's something that is so good that if you could just give other people this good thing, that might make life a little bit better. Behind the idea for this commercial are some really worthwhile questions. What is good for the whole world? What can solve the problems that the world has going on? What can anybody give somebody else that will make a real difference? With these thoughts kind of behind that commercial and driving it, I think this commercial sets itself apart from the commercials that are full of dancing babies and screaming goats. This kind of puts it in a different class of ad And you see, it's weird because then this catchy song that's playing, probably in some of your minds right now, this catchy song starts to play in your mind over and over again. And you start to wonder, what if? What if there is something as little as a simple gift that will make a difference? And then you go from a commercial for a coca-cola that you know isn't going to change the world or do anything from the world and it sends your brain down the path wondering what you can give that's going to help isn't it amazing how little simple ideas or simple conversations can send you down a path looking for things that are going to affect worldwide change that's exactly what happened with a guy named Nicodemus that we heard about, and his interaction with Jesus. Little, simple things, simple questions that this guy was asking Jesus, and it led to Jesus revealing that there is a gift that God wants to give that is good for the whole world. The fact that this conversation was happening at all, it's kind of a big deal. Because you heard about Nicodemus and who he was. How he was one of the leaders of a religious group at Jesus' time. And these people hated Jesus. They hated that Jesus was popular. They hated that people were coming to Jesus to listen to Jesus, to be healed by Jesus. In fact, it's not long after this that that group starts to make plans about how they're going to kill Jesus. Nicodemus is part of that group of people. But he's got some questions. He's wondering about what difference he's going to make in the world. And so he comes to Jesus at night, in secret, and he just wants to have a conversation with him. But because it's at night and in secret, they don't have a whole lot of time, and Jesus just dives into it. Jesus tells him, he is. About how he can get right with God. About how what is going on in the entire world. And they cover so much in just a few words that you felt it too, right? As we read through the first part of that lesson, their interactions back and forth. There's just so much being said. So many big thoughts going on that it's too much even reading back through it. That's why Nicodemus, His basic line of questioning through all the back and forth is how? How can this happen, Jesus? How could this be? And then you get Jesus' response that probably helps Nicodemus understand that this conversation is out of his league. Jesus said back to him, Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know. And we testify to what we have seen, but still, you people do not accept their testimony. I've spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? It's like Coca-Cola trying to solve the issues of the world. Nicodemus had to admit that this was just above him just beyond himself. That's a hard truth to accept, isn't it? That there are things that are above you, that you aren't the expert that you think you are, that you can't solve the problems of the world that you think you'd love to be able to solve, that maybe there are issues that are just bigger than you. Here's another way of asking it. What's the gift that the world needs the most? If I asked you that question something like uh, less than three years ago, almost to the day, what would your answer have been? Take yourself back three years. What are you thinking about? COVID. How are we going to solve COVID? COVID. What's the new medicine that's going to come? What's the new way of looking at this? How are we going to get back to normal life so that life feels a little bit better? How do we get rid of COVID and all the bad things that COVID is going to bring? Or maybe the thing that you're thinking would be the gift for the world is that finally you could just be done with violence and wars. That maybe... If they'd be done, you wouldn't have to read about it. You see it in your apps, you hear it in the news. So maybe the best gift for the world today would be just today for Ukraine and Russia just to set down their weapons, be done with all of it because you know that's going to save lives. Or maybe the gift that you want for the world comes from these interactions that you're having with people real interactions with people in this world, and you find out just how much physical help people need. They have no place to stay. They have no food. They love to get the surgery, but they don't have the money to do it. And you start to have these thoughts about how if you just had money to give people, and wouldn't that help the world? Wouldn't that bring about change that you'd like to see in the world? What's tough for us to admit it, there is that there are just things that are above us. That sometimes we might be projecting our wants onto this world, like a company can try to project their wants into your head, And maybe because the things that we want for the world are good things that we fall into thinking about those things on repeat over and over and over again. But here's the tough question. Are those things really what the world needs most? Or is there something that is more important for the world? Something that might be better? Whether it's today for you or Nicodemus with Jesus, this isn't the first time that somebody has realized that there is something more important, that there is something better. You heard about another guy today. Abraham experienced it in a pretty dramatic way because here's what God told him. God said to him, go from your country, go from your people, go from your father's household to the unknown, unnamed land I'm going to show you. Do you know that this is the beginning of Abraham's story? This is kind of his first interaction with God, and God just says, get up, leave, go somewhere new, and what's crazy is he does. He does it, right? How many objections would pop up into your head right now if God came to you and said, leave? Go to a new place that you don't know, to a new land, to new people that you've never been with before. Just go. How many thoughts come into your head? How many objections? How many things saying no? But what does Abraham do? He goes. Because God told him what he needed most. Here's why he would do anything that God told him to do. Because what did God promise him? God said to him, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. What did Abraham hear again and again? I, 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 I. What was Abraham going to learn in this life that was filled with ups and downs and challenges? That the Lord and his promises would be everything. That's what Jesus has been building up to in his chat with Nicodemus. That's what you and I need to hear more than anything else so we don't mess up the order of what might be most important. Jesus promises a gift that snaps us out of our own twisted thinking and gets us thinking about the right thing. This is what God's been building up to, what he wants to tell Nicodemus more than anything. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Life in him. Life for everyone who believes in him, life because the son is going to be lifted up to die in the place of the world. And I know you know the follow-up promise even better. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God promises this gift of forgiveness through Jesus. No matter what you've done, no matter how many times you've failed, God's love is a gift that you could never earn and he freely gives it to you so that there's no questions about what's most important here. Forgiveness and eternal life are most important to you. Forgiveness and eternal life are what the world needs most. This plan is better than any plan that you could ever come up with. It's not based on fairness or works. It's pure grace and love for people who don't deserve it. It covers over the entire world so that everyone knows that they are not excluded from this. It's been the most practical and real gift throughout all times, all places, all cultures, and God takes this biggest, best idea and he, he squishes it down just to a few words. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. There's something that's just catchy and sticky in our brains about getting gifts. For me, I remember the remote-controlled car on that Christmas morning. Once we got it charged up, I remember driving it around the basement. I can still see it through the eyes of a little boy as he's tearing open the, the present. And I see the Game Boy for the first time. I am not going to forget the first time that I opened up the box And at first, yeah, honestly, I was scared because I wasn't sure what I was seeing inside. And then the laughter that welled up inside of me as I opened up my Valentine present for this year, my moose, if you want to see it, go in the office. You'll see it later. There is just something sticky about getting gifts, getting good gifts that sticks in our brains in a unique way that can you ever think too much about a good gift that you've gotten? Doesn't it just roll back through your head again and again? Well, you can't think too much about this one. In fact, I think this gift that God gives you needs to be a thought that runs back through your head when you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night. It needs to be this thing that wells up in your heart so that it shapes how you think and what you do. I mean, this gift has made a difference in your life. So what's the one thing that you should be working on from now on that you get this gift playing back in your head again and again, on repeat, in your head, in your heart, just like that commercial would be doing? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So, how do we get here? (laughs) Well, a guy came to Jesus and they started having a conversation about small and simple things, and Nicodemus realized it was above him. So, Jesus made it simple, Jesus made it clear, Jesus made it all about the gift. What do you need? What does the world need most, more than anything else? Hint, it's not a Coke. It's your Savior, Jesus. Amen.